0: It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour. I'm Ed Huglin, your host for today, but also along with me today, I'm very pleased to have a special co-host, Dr. Michael Shoyer, the former chief of the Osama bin Laden unit at CIA's Counterterrorism Center, and also a phenomenal author who's written many different books, Marching Towards Hell, Osama bin Laden and others. Uh, today, we have a special guest with us, Ms. Brendy Wells, and I will bring her on in just a second and introduce her. Who's not on with us today? Well, that guided missile, Colonel Mike. Okay, he's off in a secret location doing some <laughs> secret work. And so we'll, we'll bring him back in at appropriate time here. But, we get a
1: rest today, Ed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get a rest because he has a lot of good zingers and stuff like that. And, and for those who, who uh, listen to the National Security Hour regularly, you know that Dr. Mike Shore and Colonel Mike, the two Mikes, are on every Monday through Friday along with myself. One day a week on the NASA Security Hour to bring you, along with other military experts, and intelligence experts, the issues and 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 issues and items of the day related to NASA security. Today, we're going to talk about South uh, from Vietnam to South Africa, failed U.S. American foreign policy, and the point here is: is America losing, and how bad are we losing here, and will we learn? from our mistakes in the past. So the point for this episode is to bring a dose of reality to the American public and to burst our utopian bubble as we have a false sense of complacency and security. You know, we have to start using our brains by reacting based on emotion, or in my opinion, we'll lose our country, freedom and independence. Our nation is truly in a battle for survival. We're in a cognitive war, a very deadly war. And so today, as we talk about from Vietnam to South Africa, we have, again, Miss Brendi Wells, she was born and raised in South Africa, okay? So she's going to bring her firsthand experience in, in terms of our failed U.S. foreign policy. Dr. Michael Scheuer, okay, he's been around the block, like myself in the intel community for a number of years, and he's got expert insights, not only on the whole Middle East, but the whole Islamic aspects and the same tactics and techniques we've seen from there, and then, so with that, let me first start out with uh, and bring in Dr. Mike and see if you have anything you wanted to say on the opening before we engage with Brenda. Just,
1: uh, I'm very interested to hear what Brendy has to say, because I've always thought uh, South Africa was one of the greatest American mistakes in the, in the world. And I think it was entirely visible what was going to happen. It goes from crown jewel of the continent to a cesspool.
0: No, so great, great. Thanks, thanks, Dr. Mike. Because one of the key things here that that Bernie's going to talk about, we're going to talk about here is, you know, you, you saw in South Africa an apartheid system and you've seen the Afro-Nas- African National Congress, a communist group, okay, use that to bifurcate and subvert the country. Today in Israel, you see people from Palestine, and Saudis and stuff talking about divesting from Israeli apartheid. Okay. The point here is there's parallels because they use the same game plan over and over again. So let me turn and, and welcome Brendy. Welcome Brandy. And and let's open it up with your initial thoughts on this and we'll just take it from there.
2: Yes, hello, and, and thanks so much for having me. Hi, Mike. Hi, um, Ed. Um, just to get back to that, yeah, I, I see that they're throwing that word around, apartheid, in, um, in Israel, and, and I just want to qualify what the word actually means. It's a Dutch word in my language, and it means separate. That's all it means. It means <laughs> segregation, or sep- it means separate. So they they want to give apart and hate, and and add the hate to the to the part. But the hate, in my language, is just the state thereof. So the state of separateness—that's really what it means. And that's what happened in my country. We had separate but equal states within one country, where every tribe could rule themselves within their own culture and language. And that's really the long and short of it, but it was weaponized and turned against the people. And they're doing that to Israel now because they've coined the term, they've weaponized it so beautifully. But meantime, back at the ranch, it really doesn't mean that what they are trying to make it mean.
0: Well, So Dr. Mike, uh, over to you in terms of apartheid, what are we seeing in America about the same same thing, right? Maybe they don't call it apartheid, but they call it something slightly different
1: yeah and now it's it's a growing concern here in the united states and we were designed exactly as as uh uh, brendy said we were supposed to be a a a strong central government in terms of foreign policy but separate states were to act separately and had the constitutional right to do so and that has just about been eviscerated in this country
0: now well well, it has because as you see take a look at the the blm movement Uh, You take a look at the uh, CRT, diversity, equity, inclusion, and the open borders. And the whole purpose here is to sort of amp up what we saw in South Africa is the apartheid, the division, the separation. But in this case, separation of races. And it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Indian or other. If you're a conservative, you're white supremacist,
2: Right. Exactly. And I mean, that's the point. They, they they create division. If there wasn't the race card to play black or white people, they would have played the sex card or, or some other card. You know, they would find something to divide people. But that's exactly what they did. The, the, the game plan was, in, if you look at 1948, when the National Party came into existence, we were about five million white people and about six million black people. So what happened? They opened the borders. <laughs> and in 1994... Um they uh there was about forty million black people and five million white people. So why do you think that happened? It's the same thing that's happening right now. They're coming in uh, by the, by the millions. They're just storming in and, and, and everybody's discussing it and wondering what's going on, but you're actually under siege. That's why I'm, I'm worried. I mean, Biden is sending weapons and armies to Ukraine and to Israel, but people, I mean, do people see that we are being invaded? <laughs> we, we, why is, why is the military not taking care of our own borders? But that's the point. It's because they want to do it. They want to, uh, replace the population. They did that in my country. They replaced us. They started killing us, and then they started ma- um, activating cells within the neighborhoods and and just you know come out at night and kill people. That's what's happening right now, and and I don't think people are waking up to that yet.
1: No, I think it's. I think you're exactly right. I I, I imagine that what's going to happen after the vilification of whites is that we'll have people shooting whites uh, just for sport. As they're doing to the white farmers in South Africa now, you no, know,
0: Doctor Mike, you're you're spot on, but they're already doing that, right?
1: Well, but, yes, yes, they've been doing it for a long time, but I think it's going to happen in a more concentrated manner. It is what I what I should. Oh,
0: said. I got you, I got you. Well, in a more concentrated manner, that's very, very, very scary. But what's interesting here is is and I like both of your thoughts on this. When you take a look at just the last month, there are two hundred forty six thousand. 246,000 illegals crossed our border. That's 3 million if we go on that same route for this year here. And so these people come from all walks and races of life, from South Africa, China, and other places across the board. But one thing they have in common for the most part is a lower economic status. And so when you talk separate type of states, what I see happening here is, is the progressive radicals in our country have figured out that they can't that the black population is starting to figure out their game plan here right and they're starting so. to figure out what they're, they're they're being screwed and they're being they've been had just like president biden said if you if you're not black if you're black and you don't vote for me you're not black well that's coming from a white old man telling a black person they're not black unless they vote for a white old person <laughs> but but now they're starting to realize is that with this influx what I call the new plantation to dependency. Uh, every the Hispanics, the blacks, all minorities are going to be displaced by a whole new crew that's gonna basically invade their neighborhoods first because where do they go to live? They don't go live in Nancy Pelosi's district, do they? they They invade the poor inter- urban cities and larger urban areas and they take away the social justice systems, the welfare, the medical and everything else from those societies. So, so oh, back to you, Brandy, and then we'll go to Colonel uh, Doctor Mike again.
2: Well, you are entirely correct. And, and that's exactly what happened in my country right now. The country that is, that, that you're looking at is not even the same country as 20 years ago. Every building, the streets, there's ho- holes in the, in the, in the road. The, everything is falling apart. And, uh, the, the rich are living on the hill and, and the poor is just getting poorer and poorer. And what people don't understand is that all those people that they were marching for, the anti-apartheid, and 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 all those things those people are suffering far more now today than than they ever have so it has never been an agenda to save the black man in africa that was that was the narrative because they were taken care of they were growing i mean Uh, Nelson Mandela had a a political science degree from the University of the Witwatersrand, which was one of the top universities at the time in the world. Now, the accreditation doesn't even count in the world anymore because of the standards that has just dropped to to such a level, service levels. There's nothing. I mean, it is now a third world country. and, And the sad part is that it used to be. A first world country, and and that's exactly what they're doing to to America. The the service levels as well. I mean, just go to any store of your choice and and try and and get help or information or customer support. It's non-existent, and it's gonna get worse. It sounds
0: like a local Walmart. So sounds right. like a lo- local Walmart, doesn't it?
2: Right.
1: And it go- and it goes to Ed Holman's point here uh, that it, it's a it's it's a it's a disease you have to stop it's it, unless you unless you want to surrender to it i think the one thing we miss when we discuss the invasion of our country is the people that are coming in are limited in the sense that they all come from countries who are used to whose people are used to authoritarian government and they're bringing in a population that won't revolt against that kind of government once they displace the white population and other populations which behave in a, in a lawful constitutional manner.
0: Well, Dr. Scheuer, a question for you. So when you take a look at U.S. foreign policy in the Middle East, right, since World War II, and you take a look at all these so-called Arab countries which uh, support Palestine, what what exactly have they done for the Palestinian people? During all this time, haven't they basically created their own apartheid system and sort of shunned the Palestinians, their whole, the whole existence?
1: Oh, I think that's right. I don't think there's a lot of love for Palestinians in the uh, Muslim world, especially among the leaders of the world. They do a lot of talking and they send a lot of money, but, you know, it's, it's long ago, Israel could have been erased before it became such a powerful country, thanks to the United States and the Israelis' willingness to steal our our technology. (laughs) And military <laughs> secrets, and it, they could have erased it, but they didn't. And and uh, they're comfortable. The kings and the presidents in their palaces are are very comfortable. And uh, I, I don't detect a lot of sincere emotion in favor of the Palestinians, although a lot of rhetorical. Uh, but the, the, it's the Israelis. Uh, to me, it's worse uh, than than uh, South Africa was. But it's a problem that doesn't need to be ours, is, is the key. South Africa was a problem that was ours, and we did them in. They fought in both world wars, uh, you know, effectively and bloodily. And we, 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 we gave in to the first um, woke wave, I guess. You know, Reagan knew that it wasn't going to work out. Thatcher knew it was gonna, wasn't going to work out. And they finally signed on. It's a little like um, Hong Kong, you know, all that trapping of, of uh, the last removal of British, British troops and officers and officials. And we signed on to that. The, and at the time, Britain knew that they were condemning the Hong Kong people to death or, or to capture by the Chinese. And yet they went ahead and did it and celebrated it as a, as a political success.
0: Well, Brittany, that reminds me of the article you just published on Jellyfish News. What Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Because I think the audience would would uh, welcome some insights from a historical perspective that what happened in South Africa was purposeful and planned, and it happened over uh, several years, even a decade plus.
2: I think my my realization when when I had my moment of truth or how I got red-pulled. I think I've been red-pulled my, pretty much my whole life. But I'm like, when I saw it, I saw it and I couldn't unsee it. Because I was an activist in South Africa. Now, remember, it's they say farm killings because my people, is named Buddha. And if you tra- tra- translate that directly, it, it means farmer. But it actually means a white person. It's just what we call our group of people. So it's not just on the farms. It's in the neighborhoods. It's in the streets. It's everywhere. My son just walked from the little shop to one block to the house and he got attacked by three guys and and almost knifed. I mean, and this these things happen all the time. It's very, very violent. And at the time, I was an activist and I was writing letters to the UN and pleading. Meantime, by, meantime, they were the instigators of, of the atrocities. They weren't going to help me. I just got this standard little, oh, yeah, we're we working with the government about it, as if the government cared, right? So. Yeah. I, I could not understand this until I found this plot. And this was the 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 um the uh Project Hammer and this was where FW the clerk now he was our last white president in South Africa. We didn't vote for him, we voted for PW and then PW apparently had a stroke and this guy came in and uh he's FW and now he's the president of the country, but Years later, we found out that FW was actually poisoned, um, not FW, PW was poisoned so that they could install this World Economic Forum, World New Order puppet who was working with Netanyahu to, and they had a, a mine in the Congo where they were draining our gold reserves out of our reserve bank, funneling it through Israel to bail out banks in America.
0: So, no. so that's a great, great stopping point here. We have to go to break real quick. We're going to okay. come back to that, that specific thing. I want to leave the audience hanging for a second here. Not literally, just, just figuratively. <laughs> but before we go to break here, be sure to make AmericaOutloud.News your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We must all do our part, share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. We'll be right back.
3: In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only 8 seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down, Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Lean. Pure. With premium ingredients. Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop. And it's the perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD, global Healing giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital.
1: My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work.
3: Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at EnergeticHealthInstitute.org. Welcome
0: back to the NASA Security Hour. Um, With me today is my co-host, Dr. Michael Sawyer, Missing in Action, Colonel Mike, and our guest today, special guest, Ms. Brendi Wells. And Brendi, sorry for the interruption before the break, but you were just starting to talk about a specific project. And F. W. Clerk and etc. So back to you.
2: Yes. So it was the clerk, Mandela, and Netanyahu who were working together on behalf of the Rothschilds and the Federal Reserve in America to bail out the banks in in the eighties. And and I cannot believe that they've literally stripped my country. To bail out banks in America, I thought America was the big, you know, helper of the world. Meantime, they were stealing the resources. So, um, I, I am looking into it, and I don't think South Africa was the first country that they've done this to. However, right now, looking at what's happening in America, with all the monies going to the Ukraine, and now funding israel and all of that they're doing the same thing so whatever gold or reserve or anything that the wealth is left in this country is being stripped at the moment and the reason they're doing that is because they're getting ready to invade and uh, I don't think people understand how close we are to World War Three, And this is not just a warning. I mean, I am literally in the twilight zone and, and the way to see that they've amped up, they have done in America in the last five years what it took 20 years to do in my country. So it took me a long time because I lived through it every year at a time, but they've accelerated it. And, and the end of this is not a good outcome at all and, and I think people need to get ready to to like be in a situation where they can defend themselves or at least hide.
0: Well Dr. Mike over to you. Yeah it's
1: it's a it's it's really ghastly but I think you're exactly right. I that's more than I knew about uh the this this draining of South America or South African uh um gold and and other riches to to do the to do what they always do it seems uh brandy yes somehow yes. since the federal reserve was established it's become a uh and with its partners overseas has become a, a force of its own you know uh, the, the idea that an american an american constitution would allow a private organization to run their economics is of course idiocy but it's just, it goes to the extent, it uh, goes to show the extent to which the Constitution is rapidly becoming irrelevant in this country. And I also wanted to ask you made a very interesting point to me. Do, do the police respond anymore if a white per- person gets in trouble?
2: Oh, no. That's a, the that's a last thing you should do, because if you phone the police as a white person, and even though, if, say for instance, you are a woman in your house getting raped and you manage to get a gun and shoot the guy, guess what happens to you when you call the cops? They arrest you, because how can you shoot the poor little black pre- previously disadvantaged person in your house, you evil white. So no, you do not phone the the, the cops. And also what they've done is they've replaced the cops. The cops are no longer even South African. They're from the Congo, they're from Zimbabwe, they're from places that don't even speak South African languages. So the cops are not your friend. And and that's the first thing that people are gonna realize when when if something happen when something happens, not even if, when something happens, they phone the cops, that's the first thing they're gonna run into. Is that these cops are probably gonna be blue helmets or working for some other government because that is what happened in my country. The cops are not your friends in this scenario. If you we're at war and our government is against us, and the point is, this government is not run by the people. It's run by Israel. It's run by the Federal Reserve. Israel is just pulling off what they're pulling off here, and and I think people are starting to understand who the culprit of this entire world psyop is, and it is literally moving towards the end times to a one world government, and we all understand. Who the instigator of that little feast is, and that's Satan himself. So we can we can look at this from from various aspects and. and and absolutely uh, debated. But ultimately, if you bring it and boil it down to, to to what it this is, this is the age-old battle of good and evil between his seed and her seed, and God is about to come back. That's my opinion, but but I don't think people understand in what dangers we are right now.
0: No, nope. so I, I agree very much. And so here's what, what I'd like to have the audience understand for, from my perspective anyhow, is, is when we talk about apartheid in South Africa, they use the racial division white and black, okay? But here in America today, what Brendi just mentioned about the police and such, take a look what's happening in all the liberal progressive cities. It doesn't matter what color you are. The point they're trying to send is that if you call the police and you do something to protect yourself, no, no, you're the bad person. That's why they're releasing all the felons, Okay, they release all the people straight back out once they did carjacking here in the district of crime in the area I live in in northern Virginia, right outside the district of crime. They want to reduce the uh, crime uh, penalties for youngsters who are carjacking people armed. And so the point here is, people, is that the parallels of what we're talking about are happening here in America. And you're seeing them happen in a broader instantiation. Uh, vis vis Israel and such. So last time when I talked with Brendy after that, I, I got uh, uh, an anonymous source sent me some stuff in the mail. It was a flyer from uh, June 1993 African National Congress, is a circular to their senior staff and marshals. And and I posted this on my uh, blog, the information it's from uh, Vietnam to South Africa is the title. But in there, it's very alarming is the tactics being used for so the African National Congress called for constant threat of violence, psychological warfare, purpo- purposeful destruction of the economy, which is just what Dr. Scheuer and Brendan, when we've been discussing here, use of social justice themes and false narratives. Okay. The apartheid, black, white, races. Okay all to create confusion, chaos and terror, but why? Well, the second half, the second half of the circular, or again, you could look at it online, makes it clear that by discussing how to subjugate the people, replace the government with their own lemmings and remove the ability of citizens to protect themselves, they can then seize control of the government and government funding. Okay, so point here is this is not just some happenstance efforts that are happening across America. Take a look at people like the squad who are purposely pushing this type of crap, the BLM stuff, the Antifa. Okay, and it it really hurts my head because that's why we have Brittany on today, because we're trying to help America wake up. What happened in South Africa is already happening here in America, but also other places against free world countries globally. Dr. Mike.
1: Yeah, we've never been in a position before where we really have to concentrate on protecting ourselves. You know, we, we, you know, Ukraine is unnecessary. Supporting Israel is unnecessary. Uh, you know, uh, letting the Arabs get away with not supporting their own people. We can't do much about that, but we can call it out. And th- the time is right for, uh, 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 the, was right for an American first foreign policy. And, you know, and just a, a a brilliant point that, that uh, Rindy made was that I've read, repeatedly that police departments and jails in this country are importing Nigerians and other blacks to be the guards. And it's just exactly as what Brindy said about South Africa. It's, it's a disaster.
2: That's not- why they defund the police, so yes. that they can get rid of the the American police and replace them. That's that what Mary Fanning talked about, what cloud and pivot strategy. Replace everything, not just the, the, the population, but the, the government work workers as well. In Los Angeles, they are going to uh, employ illegal immigrants as police, as cops now. Yeah. I mean, there it is.
0: Yeah, it's, it's surreal. Go ahead, Doctor Mike. I'm sorry.
1: I was just going to say, and that that leads to uh, the recent uh, interest amongst the uh, military schools, or not military schools, but the military think tanks, about revolving re- restoring the draft. Now, who do you think they're going to try to draft at a time when there's a millions of military age uh, foreigners coming into this country? It's a way to form a, an army on the basis of what they will say national security requires, but they'll be formed by people who aren't Americans, who who may hate Americans or may just not care about Americans. It's a it's a wonderful strategy if you want to be a dictatorship or a tyranny, but it's, uh, a, it's one we have to stop.
0: You, you're absolutely right. This is where uh, it's very scary because from Vietnam and what we saw in Cuba, what we saw in Venezuela, what we saw in Iraq, Iran, Libya, Syria, Afghanistan, and South Africa. Okay, just go back and look at those countries historically. And what did we do with each of those countries? There's always a cognitive war where we are outplayed and outmaneuvered. Because just as uh, a Saudi prince just recently, uh, as Colonel Mike sent me a link, a Saudi prince recently is talking about, he says for the Palestinian stuff, don't directly fight Israel militarily, you'll lose. What you do is do what you did happen in South Africa and other places. You use uh, civil de- unrest, right? What did we see here in America in 2020 with the Summer of Love? Civil unrest. What were they going to do if Donald Trump actually got in, which which he won the election in my my mind? Okay. That would have caused massive civil unrest and anarchy. And what Brendy and, and Dr. Mike are both saying here is they're replacing the police with illegals. And look at our military new ch- chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He's setting racial quotas for officers and pilots, not based on percentages of the population, but based on war percentages that are completely racist. And And now they're going to, as Colonel uh, Dr. Mike said, now they're going to try to reinstate the draft, but he's absolutely right. where they're going to take it from? They're going to accept all these illegals come in to further subvert our major institutions as they've already done with the Department of Justice, the FBI, and our intelligence community. Brenda, you were gonna say
2: I was just gonna say that. Uh, we had uh, a South African Defense Force, a uh, def- South African Air Force, and we we built uh, various uh, planes and tanks and helicopters, a Black, I think a Hawk or something, one of those. And uh, we, we had all the technology. We don't have an Air Force anymore. Not because we don't have, um, the equipment, well, there's no equipment left, really, because I saw images of these beautiful uh, warplanes and, and helicopters with grass growing through them. Because um, they did just that. They employed pilots based on their race, not their skill. And I think they they killed about 12 pilots in trying to achieve this and and lost the planes as well, because you cannot... Make somebody something they they aren't just because they you know a certain pigmentation. I mean, it's it's irrelevant. But 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 they're doing this. They know that, and and they're not doing it to achieve this utopian new racial superiority. They just know it's going to fail, and that's how they destroy governments by employing people that are not qualified and playing some kind of race card or sex card or something. But if you cut us, we all bleed red. So I don't know (laughs) why they are so effective in doing this. (laughs) Well, well, to that point, Dr. Mike, before
0: we, we came on the program today, we were talking. And if you take a look at from Vietnam to South Africa, what's the one thing that our adversaries have done methodically and consistently that we haven't it's they plan they have a strategy yes. and they execute it methodically but your point was we can't plan ahead in the united states because we don't have the people with the right brains but more over to you what are your thoughts
1: well yeah i think that's exactly right i i never experienced in politicians or senior uh bureaucrats much of a knowledge Uh, after vietnam and sometimes not even of vietnam their ability to do a simple historical analogy is is almost nil Uh, afghanistan for me was the perfect example the afghans beat alexander the great they beat uh, uh the british two or three times they defeated the red army and they they defeated uh mighty uh enemies who came in from india now is there a lesson there? Yeah. It's don't go to Afghanistan and think you're going to just tinker around and change them. <laughs> you know, you never had, a, you never had anyone who knew or who would admit that the one thing that a foreign power, if it tries to do earns enormous hatred for, for example, is creating a central government in that country. It's a tribal country that hates a central government. As long as the central government is just handing out cash uh, or or helping agriculture, that's fine. But if it comes to uh, anything more than that, trying to force a tribe to move or to do something, it's deadly. So we went into a country we didn't know geographically. We didn't know the history of it. We didn't know what others had found in the country. and it and and it turned into the disaster that it
2: was.
0: But so, Brenda, we have about uh, two and a half, two minutes before break here, but what are your thoughts on that from a South African perspective, what you saw?
2: I totally agree with, with, uh, with Mike, because at the end of the day, I, I grew up in a country where there were nine different tribes and tongues. I can speak three of them, but, but the point is, understanding that every single one of those tribes have a culture, have traditions, and have their own way of doing things. And, and when when these big countries come in, like America now, everybody's equal, you know, hang on, it's not. People are different. People are diverse. but everybody's equal is another destruction in um, a method of, of destruction uh, or tool rather. And and that's my opinion. Uh, that's what happens.
0: Well, well so when we, before we go to break, I'll make a quick point here. Then we'll uh, take a short break. But when we come back, we're going to focus on the ways and means being used here. Because what, what the audience needs to really understand here, and I think, take away from this conversation is, is as Dr. Mike and Brenda just said, You had 20 years of lies in Afghanistan, tribal organizations. You could kill as many of the Afghanis as you want, many ISIS as you want, but you weren't gonna change the civilization in that part of the world. It was always a cognitive war. But for 20 years, we completed the insanity. And these are the generals who are leading our military today. Do you really want to have people who have their heads up their back orifice (laughs) leading you in this here? So we'll come back in just a moment, but before we go on break, you can listen to our shows in a NASA Security Hour, five days a week, Monday through Friday. They play 7 p.m. Eastern here on the All American Out Loud talk radio network. And after they play, a couple of days later, they all go to podcasts. And so at any time, you go to iHeartRadio network, world-class media players, Android, Alexa, or other, and listen to our shows. We'll be right back.
3: for the soul of humanity.
2: World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company
3: launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited
2: telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness.
0: Welcome back to NASA Security Hour. My co-host today is Dr. Michael Scheuer, missing in action, as always. <laughs> Colonel Mike, we we'll, we'll look forward to having him back. But our special guest today, Ms. Brenda Wells, as we talk about from Vietnam to South Africa, failed American foreign policy. So as we were leaving the last section here, we were talking about the overall efforts that happened in South Africa, what we saw happen in Afghanistan and such. And what what strikes me about this is, is in the cognitive warfare aspect that the left always uses a great strategy that then is methodically executed. And they have the patience to wait, like they did in South Africa, For certain changes to affect over years. In America, as Brandy said, they've ramped that up here on steroids in the last several years. But let me take an example here. So Hamas. Hamas is supposed to be Muslim, Islamic, and believe, okay, in the in Islam and practice Islam, right? They're supposed and there's a radical sector there. But like all all leftist organizations, they lie. So Hamas uses ideology, socialism, communism, to control what happens in Palestine. They use religion, okay, radical Islam and anti-Semitism and other things to then drive divisions, dar- drive their general role, and they use different issues, okay, Palestinian state, self-made poverty, or other types of that. But when you ask yourself, okay, for the leader Hamas, he goes to China, okay, China, a country that uh, destroys and persecutes and prosecutes people who practice any religion, one. Two, he has two or two or three wives, I think it is, from, from China. A country also that commits genocide against the Uyghurs, Muslims. So here, you, and then third, you have, as this uh, Saudi prince said, who is condemning Hamas because, in his own words, he said that those who practice Islam... Don't murder innocent women, children, and the elderly. Okay. So Hamas, like all leftist organizations, hides behind religion as a means to their end, just like many other folks have done. And so let me turn to Dr. Mike first, because you have a very good historical perspective from the Middle East. And, you know, there's a billion plus, several billion plus Muslims in the world majority of them very peaceful but what is it that that segments these radicals away from the rest of them it, in my belief it's all about just gaining absolute power
1: well it certainly is about power power is the is the main extra oil i guess the main uh uh rich riches in the in the in the arab world people want power and if the prince you're talking about is prince turkey uh i think we should try to also remember that it, much of what he said was a lie, uh, in terms of the behavior of the Saudi government. Yes, they had no compunction about giving weapons to the Afghan mujahideen. That that uh, we they knew and we knew that um, were going to be used to kill men, women, children. Maybe not always to, deliberately, but unavoidably. And yes. It's just the kind of thing that that they would say because they want to they want to keep uh, sweet with the West, and and uh, please the ears of uh you know the the woke and and the other people who seem to have the whip hand at the moment. So it's a yes. Turkey. Turkey is a very hard man. He's a very direct man, and he's very he, he's very devoted to protecting this the uh, the the welfare of the kingdom. But he's also an intelligence officer. And he followed orders, and he did uh, what was necessary to get the Soviets out of Afghanistan.
0: Yeah, very good, very good. And Brandy, over to you, comments.
2: Just, yeah, if you look at Hamas, and you look at any one of these countries that they try and subvert and and overthrow, there's always a military arm to the so-called struggle. Or whatever you want to call it they, they're always struggling and uh um, meantime they're not It's a communist agenda very methodically being played out just like that flyer you wrote you read and and the point is if if we don't have an, a plan to counteract that they're gonna keep coming because even if you win a little bit of ground and you push back be, because you're always on the offensive you're always on the back foot but look at blm Black Lives Matter. Look at, um, Antifa. In my country, it was a, it was, which means the tip of the spear. That was the military arm of the ANC. Those are the thugs they send in to go and burn down a place and jump and burn down buildings and overthrow cars and, and, and to start a war. Hamas is the military arm of of that region. It's probably um, being controlled by the same people who are controlling BLM and Antifa in this country. It's all smoke and mirrors, and that's my opinion, but the way I see it, having been all over and seeing what is happening, the same playbook playing out, I mean, everybody just get the idea, oh, we are all just doing a communist takeover today. No, they're all just singing from the same hymn book, and I think there's the same overlords and the same masters pulling the strings from, you uh, You know, probably well, I, the city of London.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, so I believe exactly what you're saying, because for, for the audience, in, in the cognitive world, a lot of people think, you know, people trying to impose communism and socialism stuff. Like no, what they're using, they'll use those ideologies because they have a utopian Sense to them, right? They make people feel good about sharing things, stuff, stuff, but it's all a lie. Just like they use religion, they'll use religion like radical Islam to convert people to say, hey, you get 40 virgins if you go die to go do ABC, right? It's all a lie. And same thing in terms of they use different issues, like here in the United States about transgenderism, right? It's nothing about transgender to get transgender rights. They already have them, they have the same constitutional and civil rights the rest of us do. Okay, so what is it they're using it for? They use them to manipulate and they're using different proxies as Dr. Scheuer and Brendi point pointed out. So for, for example, I'm going to go back to Saudi Arabia. I'm going to bring Qatar in here. Netanyahu just uh, a month or so ago went to the United Nations and talked about this wonderful peace initiative he had with the Arab countries, including Saudi Arabia and Qatar. But then when The Hamas attacked and slaughtered civilians, raped the women and stuff like that. Who were the first two countries that came out to applaud that? It's Saudi Arabia and Qatar. My point is that it's a ruse. This whole peace process, the two Palestinian state, it's been a ruse. Why? Because they use it to continually do as they did in South Africa. Split the country, divide the country, divide the factions and conquer the factions. And they use different proxies. Hamas and Hezbollah are just proxies for who? Iran, China, and Russia. China, a non-Muslim nation who slaughters Muslims, harvests their organs from living people. OK, and here you have Hamas and Hezbollah and other folks all going to China to bow at ji's feet. OK, same thing in Russia. And Putin's done the same thing with Muslims there. Right. So so, Dr. Mike, we're we're we're. What can we do to actually start to fight back on this this uh this well laid out plan it's
1: it's 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 a hard road to go but it's going to be hard and it's going to be brutal if we can do it you know the great majority of the people that have snuck in here under biden have to be removed from the country we have to come to grips with the idea that we are not um the funder of the world's poor we're not uh we certainly don't have the brains to direct free world as they say which sometimes i think i'll puke if i ever hear that again uh who is more woke and and uh the, than than the countries of nato for the most part save Poland and uh, uh hungary but i i think we have to de- say what's what is there to defend here it's there's the, the constitution to defend a country made bountiful in term by god in terms of natural resources and and navigable rivers and a tremendous uh, advantage of having four or five thousand miles of ocean on each of our coasts and the way of life we've built in this country we have to come to grips th- with all of that and we have to be willing to say this is a christian country you're welcome to come here we're a tolerant people but we're never going to bow to you in-, in any way if you have a criticism of our faith and that's just the way it is. It's, um, you know, the, the problem we have is uh, Jefferson's or the, uh, Jefferson's Constitution was written as much as an advertisement as it was a Declaration of Independence. It was meant to try to bring on allies because we could never have beaten the British uh, in the time we did without a major enemy of Britain coming to help us. The pivotal part of the of the declaration of independence is the part that says you only need to support the government created in this country as long as it does what the people instructed to do and if it doesn't your duty is not not just your choice but your duty is to remove it and that's what needs to be done with this government it needs to be removed it got in illegally by cheating and it sits there uh, an illegitimate government and it's time that Americans come to a very hard, uh, very hard conclusion. Really, a difficult one, a terrorizing one. But we're going to all be dead if we don't get rid of these people.
0: Well, well, Brandy. Question for you is: You know, you see the proverbial frog boiling in the pot here in America. We used to be a melting pot, but in South Africa, you could start to see the same thing over years. And people probably tried to warn people in South Africa, what was happening also. Based on what you saw happen in South Africa and what you're seeing here in America, you know, why is it that people didn't wake up in South Africa and fight back? And so what what lessons do you have for us here in America?
2: Well the point is we we knew what was going on. We were trying to to reach out to the world and, and to get help. But I mean right today we have YouTube and and we have smartphones and, and information can can really you, go but in the 80s we didn't have those cell phone technologies and the internet and youtube i mean you you watch the seven o'clock news on tv or you switch on the radio and uh it was propaganda 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 and when i in 2014 came on and i started my little group the truth about south africa and i managed to get on john's show and i and i was trying to raise awareness Boy, was I vilified. I was told in no uncertain terms that we deserve to be raped. I deserve to be raped and murdered and mutilated. I was told that to my face by white American people because that was the level of the propaganda that was against our country and against our people. They villainized us to no end. I mean, it was really, really, really tough. And uh, it took me a while to break through. To get people to understand, and I've actually have people that has come onto my Facebook and my inboxes apologizing now for stuff they said to me 15 years ago.
0: But what's, what's interesting here is, and people listening see this, when you take a look across America and you see our college campuses and our major cities now flooded with demonstrations, pro-Palestine, pro hamas demonstrations. That's akin to people going out having pro-Stalin, uh, pro-Hitler demonstrations, right? And you think, well, that's that's a bridge too far. Well, no, it's not. No. It, when you have people go in and slaughter innocents, regardless where they're at, they, they commit genocide like the Chinese do and stuff like that. And then you sit there and you have college-educated people and going on these massive demonstrations and forming to this, you have to wake up and realize that our colleges were turned into indoctrination centers decades ago. You know, I went to the University of Colorado Boulder, the Berkeley of the Midwest, right? <laughs> and, and it's completely bastardized our, uh, our society as a whole. And for those who are true Democrats, when I say true Democrats, I'm not talking about the progressive radical left, okay, the woke lemmings who bought and drank the Kool-Aid. I'm talking about traditional Democrats When you take a look at your liberal progressive cities and see what's happening there, those are the cities that voted consistently and all the time now for Democrats. But what did they get? They got chaos, dictator, anarchy, destroyed cities, homelessness, drugs, rape, murders, everything else going up. So think about what's happening here When you vote for those people thinking something's going to change, because you have to get past the bias you have mentally to understand this is not politics, us versus Democrats, Democrats versus Republicans. This is a purposeful cognitive war to subvert America. And they're using your trust. And even on the Republican side, they use their trust and other things to then subvert and change what we should be, to Dr. Mike's point about the Constitution. So you have to get out, you have to vote, you have to plan, you have to get policies. But ask yourself now, and I'll go to both Brendy and then Dr. Mike, is from our candidates for this next election here, have you seen a plan of how they're going to address this? Have you heard anything about the policies they're going to put in place to actually change this? I mean, this is not something, as Dr. Mike said, is going to happen in one election. You're going to have to have decades to rechange this there. for your thoughts first and then Dr. Mike.
2: Well, I don't know. I, I think what I would rather say, and, and I would rather throw this to Dr. Mike as a question, is uh, do you honestly think that we can still vote ourselves out of this mess?
1: Oh, I think that's very unlikely, but you, you never know. Um but certainly this is going to be the last election if it's not and i think the the one thing we've proven is that all men are not created equal except in their their origin with god and their rights not to be killed or abused but
2: at the foot of the cross
1: yes if 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 america today and south africa today aren't example aren't examples of people who have never lived in a, in a Democratic or a Republican atmosphere, you cannot suddenly say the country is yours and expect any continuation of tradition, law, morals, or anything else. They're perfect examples. We're inviting people into this country who are not ready for self-government and have never experienced it before, so they're probably going to not be searching for it in this country it's a it's it's a disaster for us, and it's 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 changeable. but if it if it if it's not changed by an election, which I do question the possibility of, it's going to have to be uh, done another way. And that is exactly why Biden is so obsessed, and so is Obama about taking weapons away from the people
0: no, exactly right. We got about one minute left here. So Brandy, I want to thank you very much for coming on today. Dr. Mike, very much appreciate you being co-host in this this fascinating hour here. You know, as as we were talking about America here, America has invited the world to come to its shores for a couple of centuries now, but to assimilate into a new culture. And it's worked well for centuries. People from all parts of the world came here, came to America for its freedoms, to be themselves, to create, innovate, and take advantage of our incredible opportunities we have here. And over the decades since the founding, we had ethnic groups from all over, Germans, Poles, Ethiopians, et cetera, okay, come to America and have exceeded, succeeded. They've thrived. And so this fall, coming up in 2024, is going to be the most critical election we have in our history because I believe, just as Dr. Mike said, if we don't vote ourselves out of this election here and the hell we're in now, we will not have another chance. I'm here on the National Security Hour to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I will go outside the fog of the daily chaos to give you a strategic perspective on national security issues and speak truth to power, the power of we, the people, so we together can best ensure the resilience and security of our Republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America.